0: The NRL draw for 2018 released, and the craziest AFL trade period day of all time, perhaps? Yeah, I think so. Uh, It's Thursday, the 19th of October, and this is The Splash. Yeah, welcome into to The Splash on this Thursday. I'm your host, Phil Pryor, uh, and it's been a massive day uh, in sport here in at the Fox Sports uh, Australia, digital part of the, the Fox Sports building. Everyone's uh, frantically working. We've got um, rugby league, uh, Fox Lab mathematician, Joel Carboni, in to talk about the release of the NRL draw for 2018. Uh, he'll detail your club's strength of schedule. Did you get the run of the green or did you he, did he do it tough? We will find out, um, but we should run through uh, a few headlines before we get to that. And I also want to look at uh, the final day of this year's AFL trade period, which was an absolute mammoth day. So I'm going to try and run through every trade, quick, smart, Um, before we get into our chat with Joel. uh, That should be interesting. Um, But a few other things to to mention off the top before we get stuck into that. Um, Starting with Rugby League, Garth Brennan officially unveiled as the Gold Coast Titans coach for 2018. Uh, He's been involved with... Penrith for many years now, a well-credentialed candidate that's been linked at every club that uh, has been looking for a coach in the last few years, Uh, and I think the Titans are in good hands under Garth Brennan. Um, Head to the website for more details on that, of course, uh, to find out whether or not it's a good move for Gold Coast uh, based on our content up there. Uh, The great Aussie hope for basketball in the NBA, Ben Simmons, made his debut For the Philadelphia 76ers against the Washington Wizards today, he put up 18 points, double figure rebounds, five assists, I think. A really solid debut. Uh, Basketball writer, Olgen Ulrich, who has been on the splash the last couple of days, has all the details of that on the Fox Sports website. Make sure you go and uh, check all that out. Um, Yeah, massive day in the NBA today. Plenty of games uh, on the the day's slate, uh, that is for sure. Um, I mentioned the trade period uh, has now come to an end. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be getting to that in, into that shortly. I didn't mention uh, yesterday the Socceroos-Honduras games um, in the World Cup qualifiers, the dates and the times. So next month, Saturday the 11th um, Australian time, 11th of November, 9 a.m. is the first leg um, of those qualifiers in Honduras. Um and for more detail on the Socceroos opponent, I would recommend checking out the Fox uh, football podcast. Uh, Dave Wainer spoke to um, an American footballing expert uh, at the start of that podcast yesterday. Uh, it, he's a scout over there. It goes into a lot of detail about um, how the Socceroos will match up. Uh, against Honduras. So that first game over there, um, Australian time, 9am, uh, Saturday the 11th. So uh, what a perfect way to kick off the weekend. Kick back with a coffee and um, and watch the Socceroos get the business done over in Honduras. And then the return leg is the, the Tuesday, four days later, Tuesday the 15th, um, an 8pm kickoff, pretty standard stuff there. Uh, so Tuesday, 8pm there. Uh, the Wallabies, They've announced their team ahead of the uh, third Bledisloe, Um, so head to the rugby part of the Fox Sports website for all the details uh, on that, Uh, and part of the Fox Sports podcast suite, the Fox Rugby podcast uh, with Sean Maloney will have a, a, a decent preview of all that stuff as well, definitely worth checking out if you have time. Now in motorsport, we've got a huge weekend uh, coming up. So I'll run through quickly what we've got there. The uh, uh, the F1 uh, heads to Austin, Texas. Um, they've got the challenging Austin circuit for the next round of the F1 calendar. Um, the supercars, it's the Gold Coast 600. Um, the last two races of the enduro season up at the concrete canyons of the party town uh, in Gold Coast. And MotoGP is at Phillip Island. So literally the world's best MotoGP riders coming down under um, to race at one of the world's best circuits. And we're not biased here at Fox Sports Australia, mind you. Um, But yeah, so huge weekend of motorsport. The triple threat uh, right there. Uh, Some of that action, of course, uh, on home soil as well. But let's quickly run through... um, some of these are uh, the big names involved in the, a huge AFL trade period final day. So Adelaide, they get their man. They get Bryce Gibbs. Um, and look, it was a pretty complex deal. Adelaide also received a fifth-round draft selection and a future second-round and third-round draft selections. Uh, Carlton, uh, in return, got two first-rounders, um, a fourth-rounder. And a future second rounder. So Carlton have just... I reckon they've nailed that one. Um, Fremantle got GWS's Nathan Wilson. um, And a fourth rounder in return. Uh, The Giants got a fourth round draft selection and a future second round draft selection. Uh, Sam Gibson, the North Melbourne player. He's off to Adelaide. Um, Gold Coast ended up with Port Adelaide uh, electric forward Aaron Young. Um, who was kind of in and out of their, their senior side this year. Um, so Gold Coast got Aaron Young. Port received a future fourth-round draft selection. is um, Matthew Kennedy, he ended up getting to Carlton, which is where he wanted to go. So more Carlton uh, GWS wheelings and dealings there. Uh, in return, the Giants... Uh, On-traded, a second-round draft selection. Um, Essendon have Jake Stringer. The deal did get done uh, with just over an hour left in the trade period. The Dogs received two second-round draft selections in return at the time. uh, Pick 25 and pick 30. Uh, What else have we got here? Um, Lockie Weller, the Fremantle uh, youngster, up-and-coming midfielder. Uh, he has ended up at Gold Coast. And in return, Fremantle received a first-round draft selection. Um, Brisbane, they got Charlie Cameron. So Adelaide did uh, did get rid of uh, Charlie Cameron in the end. I know they, they were reluctant to do so. Adelaide received um, a first-round draft selection. Pick 12 uh, in return for that. So some nice trade currency there for the Crows Uh, Carlton got Darcy Lang from Geelong, um, who received a fourth round draft selection. um, And then they traded future fourth rounders as well. Um, Hawthorne champion Luke Hodge, he has landed at Brisbane. um, And the Lions also received a third rounder. And in return, the Hawks received a third round draft selection and a fifth round draft selection in return there. We're almost done. Uh, sorry to bore everyone that uh, that might not be the biggest AFL fan, but Fremantle has ended up with um, Brandon Matera. So uh, a big trade there uh, for the for Gold Coast and Fremantle as well. Gold Coast received um, a future third rounder in return for that. And finally, the Western Bulldogs have Josh Shackey, the young... Brisbane Lions forward who was desperate to return home. Homesick, um, he's back to Victoria in Western Bulldogs colours. Brisbane um, receive on-traded second-round draft selection, number 25, and on-traded third-round draft selection, number 40. So they've received pick 25 and pick 40 in return for Josh Shackey. They've done pretty well. So, yeah, so much happening in the AFL. Uh, And if you want the analysis, head to the Fox Sports website, to the AFL section of foxsports.com.au for all of those details. But look, let's get into it. So as I said, off the top, uh, Fox Sports Lab mathematician Joel Carboni uh, joins us on the splash to run through the NRL's uh, draw for the 2018 season. Your club's strength of schedule there's also uh, a story on the fox sports website which runs through all this the fox league website also has all your clubs your clubs ticks and crosses basically so each club um they they look at things in different ways and work out if you've if you've done well or done badly in uh, in certain areas areas of the draw whether or not it's you know um Uh, what your run home to the finals looks like or or stuff like that. Uh, The NRL has made sure that um, no club has no more than three five-day turnarounds, so a big win um, for player welfare there. It's a 25-round competition now um, and with Origin 2 being a standalone weekend on a Sunday, that's every club's second buy. So each club only has to navigate through one bye during the actual NRL competition. Joel Carboni, welcome to the Splash. And what do you reckon? Uh,
1: I think it's, like you said, it's really good for uh, Play Welfare to have that sort of standalone weekend. Might be a bit boring that weekend with no, uh, no games on, but it's probably going to be better for the
0: competition, I think, to have a little bit, you know, the players a little bit
1: better rested, I yeah, suppose. Yeah,
0: maybe a win for the AFL that weekend as <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I don't think they need any more wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, particularly with this crazy trade period coming to a crazy conclusion today as well. But, uh, Joel, you joined us a few weeks ago um, leading into the preliminary finals. We looked at uh, who was going to make it to the grand final, all that sort of stuff. You had another very successful year in terms of your mathematical models and in predicting how results were going to play out. Mm -hmm. And based on... What we saw in the 2017 season and historically before that and um, the, the talent strength of each club, you have put together a model or the stats team in, as a whole have put together a model um, which is a, a, a predictor um, for every club heading into the new season. Yep. And based on that, uh, you've crunched away some numbers to come up with a, a strength of schedule model um uh straight off uh off the NRL's release of this draw. Is that did I get that all all right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> uh, every team has a rating and then we just project it out once we got the fixtures, we just projected out the whole season and we um yeah, we, we, we pretty much figured out which teams uh which game, sorry, teams are expected to win, lose, yeah. The the margins and so on and so forth. They're not exact, obviously like you just said. We'll fully update them once we know the top 30 rosters once everything's been locked in yep. that'll happen round one but what we've done currently is we've used the back end of last year's ratings team ratings and yep. we've used those to, um, to base the sort of underlying team abilities on so it, they're going to do a, you know, a reasonable job more than a reasonable job sorry of figuring out who's good who's not so good and you know how difficult the, the team's upcoming schedule is going to be
0: okay so detail some of the um, the key takeaways overall in terms of which teams uh, look to be uh, handed a favorable draw and which teams um, you know haven't haven't been done any favors by the NRL okay so Melbourne uh, they were the best team
1: in the competition last year they did also win the competition last year they were one of the top I don't have it off the top of my head but I'm pretty sure it's one of the top 30 teams in history. Actually, it was one of the top twenty teams in history at the end of, of the all time. To, of all time at wow. the end of the regular season and then after the grand final, they finished as a twelve and a half point better than average team, which is like a astronaut like i mean they pretty much started every single game as a twelve and a half point favorite answer you know, on a neutral ground, neutral against ground. another team yeah. yeah um the only other team that was close to them were the Broncos and then every other team so Broncos were about a six point team and then there was you know a whole cluster a uh, cluster of uh, other teams, anyhow, Melbourne, yeah, well, super easy, uh, you know, relatively easy schedule, sorry, shouldn't okay. say super easy, relatively yep. easy schedule. Um, their away schedule is pretty good. Their home schedule is pretty good. They always play really well at home. They're about a six-point better team on average at Amy Park. Yeah. Uh, and they play just, they just play well everywhere. So, yeah. playing away from home isn't, you know, an enormous disadvantage for them as it is for most other interstate sides. The Warriors. <laughs>
0: <sides>. Yeah, Warriors, <laughs> <laughs> geez. So, who else has a good
1: draw? Um Speaking of the other interstate sides, the Raiders, I don't want to jinx them, but they do have th- currently the easiest wow. schedule in the yep. competition leading into next year. Yep. Um, yep. Driven mostly by they've got the easiest home schedule. Their okay. away from home is average. I'm pretty yep. sure it's exactly average. Yep. Um, yep. But driven by their really
0: favorable home schedule, they've got the easiest overall schedule. So you're, schedule you're locking them in for you know, 12, 13 games. All, all twelve at home. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm very confident in the, in the Raiders okay. going into next year. Um, the Roosters are the other one. Most people, I think the boys have written about it. the mm. you know, Digital side, um, the Roosters.
0: they... How does, uh, that, how does that happen? How do the Roosters and the, and the Storm, two of the two best teams uh, of last season, end up with the, the easiest draws? Is that just because they're superior to other teams? So. You know, when you look at all the matches that they have for the new season, they're just expected to win a lot of those because they're better teams?
1: Uh, some of it is that. That's definitely that, that's, uh, that describes Melbourne. Yeah. The Roosters, though, theirs is... I mean, they're a pretty good side last year. I think their ladder position and the hype around them, probably, um, They were. I think they were overrated Yeah. based on all okay. of that. They were yeah. a good side. I'm not saying that they weren't good, but I don't think they were as good as what most people and pundits gave them. Yeah. Um, credit for going into next year though they'll definitely be better and their strength of schedule I think their third easiest draw next year that's based on their away games next year so they've got you know their their, their home games are you know alright going yep. into next year but their away from home games next year are really really favourable and that's probably that's that's what propelled them into you know having such a a favorable
0: draw that's yeah it's you've got it ranked as the best um, of any side uh, in terms of the away strength of, of schedule yep does that have much to do with the fact I, I and I know this is the case for all the Sydney teams but a lot of their away matches they don't really have to travel much
1: yeah so I mean teams are assigned a travel penalty when they travel because they they normally are you know mathematically historically. penalized historically yeah. when they have to, to play away from home I mean that's there's, there's that many papers written about playing away from home and home ground yeah, advantage It's not and travel. just in NRL it's everywhere No, it's everywhere it's, so yes. um, not having to travel too far out of their own region of Sydney you know, I mean that they've probably got to go to have to go to Wollongong I didn't check but regardless going to you know Wollongong or Penrith or wherever it is that that's pretty much in Sydney anyhow it's not that far so yeah the more games you play away from home within your region the better off you're going to be and that's that describes the roosters
0: yeah right yeah uh, now, your club, listeners out there, your, whoever you support, your team will either have a buy in round 13 or 17. I mentioned um, off the top that uh, there's a standalone Origin weekend, this, which is the second Origin game, um, and rounds 13 and 17 prelude the other two Origin fixtures. Uh, so your club is booked for a buy in one of those two weeks. Um, and Joel, back to the strength of schedule stuff, quickly run us through uh, the clubs that have uh, the toughest strength of schedule and it's disappointing because there's a lot of teams lower down on the la- the ladder that look to, uh, you know, have their backs against the wall.
1: Yeah, so the Tigers, they're wooden spoon favourites, I'm pretty sure at the moment. Yep. They've got the most difficult schedule, so it's wow. kind of a double blow for them. Um, the Gold Coast and New Zealand... They were pretty awful last year and they're not going to be helped this year going into the year with um, the three, I think it goes West Tigers, Gold Coast, New Zealand, as the three most difficult draws going into next year. Mm. Um, They've got poor sides as presently constructed. I mean, they might get a little bit better once we add the rosters in and whatever else. But from what I've seen, I can't imagine that, you know... Their their rosters are going to help them too much going into to next season against these really difficult draws.
0: Yeah, and the West Tigers specifically. Um, again, all these details will be on on the Fox Sports website. Uh, there's a story going up about each club's strength of, sh- of schedule. But the West Tigers, it looks like uh, at home, um, they've been uh, they're going to have a lot of their tougher opponents. Um, coming to their home ground and making those games tougher. Whereas their away opponents, maybe it looks a little bit easier on paper, but because they're on the road, they're they're penalised. Yeah,
1: so it's kind of like mitigating both of those, you know, positive factors. So you're playing at home, so you think you've got an advantage, but that's yeah. mitigated because you're playing against a Better really teams. good side. Yeah. So yeah. and then you know, inversely, you're playing away from uh, you're playing away from home, but you're playing, you know, a, a, a relatively easy side yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it's not so you're playing a relatively easy side but you're playing away from home shouldn't yeah. work the other way around so yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of um, playing against an easy side mitigated there that way
0: man doesn't doesn't make it easy I'm, I'm sure uh, Ivan Cleary might be able to uh, leverage some uh, motivation off that though uh, yeah. heading into the preseason. there's always a, there's always one or two teams that you
1: know Overperform it might be the Tigers. It just yeah. is going to have to be a massive overperformance based on kind of what we figured so far.
0: And it sounds as though a lot of the, at least the teams that missed out on finals last season, only have a couple of weeks before they're, uh, they're due to um, to rock up to the start of pre-season. Yeah, a few teams that, that I know of are starting That's in uh, a couple of weeks, start running. Wowee. Uh, Joel, thanks for, for talking about the NRL uh, draw. You're an NBA fan as well. So, quickly, yep. give us your take on. Uh, on Ben Simmons' uh, first uh, NBA appearance, uh, he looks impressive. He's
1: big. He moves really well for someone that big. But he's, was uh, saying before, I'm pretty sure he shoots with the wrong hand. Like he shoots jump shots with his left hand, and he looks like
0: he's definitely right-handed. He looks really comfortable <laughs> with his right hand. And well, when he was driving, he was taking it up with his right hand uh, yeah, naturally. He, was, um, he put up 18 points, nothing to sneeze at. Ten or so rebounds, five assists. Had a great game, but you know, once defenses start, uh, you know, inviting him to shoot, going uh, under every screen, they did it, they kind of went under every screen, and he did a a fair job against Washington. But yeah, he's gonna have to learn to shoot. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's working on it. He knows, I'm sure he's, he knows. Joel, thanks very much for joining the splash. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so as we've mentioned, head to the Fox Sports uh, Fox League section of the website for all the analysis uh, of how the. 2018 NRL draw has shaken out. Of course head to the website for all the AFL trade period analysis uh, and much much more. But until next time, on the splash, that's a wrap.